There's a cross-pollination of communication and DEI that I think organizations really need to lock in on, right? There's a thing in the term called communication debt that I want to explain. And then there's a, a, a term and a, and a factor of processing speeds of information that I think organizations and leaders need to wrap their heads around. The communication debt is something that is incredibly simple, but it, but shows up very, very often within teams and organizations. Now, if you are someone that tends to not have a lot of time to communicate an idea prior to making an inevitable decision as a leader, right? Let's say you have a team full of employees that really like to be a part of the decision-making process, but you feel like based off of what's happening within the department, what's happening within your mind, what's happening within the market, what's happening within the organization today and at this particular time, you feel like personally as a leader, you don't have time to communicate certain contextual nuances or realities to your people. Let's say that's the case, right? And they want that. They feel that. They need to have that information. They want to be involved and you don't do so. But inevitably what happen is there will be a clear misalignment, a communication imbalance, right? A communication balance would be where you're being very thoughtful and you understand exactly when and how much information you need to provide to Sarah, Derek, Andrew, whatever the case is going to be. So I think when it comes to the DEI variables of communication, not respecting the, the, the nuances of the balance of communication that you need to provide to your people for them to feel comfortable, for them to feel inclusive, for them to feel like they're part of the process and getting into a communication debt. Because if you're not respecting the balance and you're in a debt, essentially what that would mean is there is consistent patterns and habits and situations happening where you're not doing your part to communicate clearly the right amount of information throughout the entire process. And so inevitably you're collecting debt. You're collecting debt from Sarah, you're collecting debt from Andrew, you're collecting debt from Derek, because now they're looking at you differently as a leader. Now they feel like you don't care as much as you probably do care. And now you're feeling, now they're feeling like they're out of the loop and now engagement is starting to drop off. Now their communication channels that you've created with, with on their side of the, on their side of the pond, if you will, are not actually living up to expectation. And now you're finding yourself in a deficit. And when you're in a communication deficit, there's a lack of inclusivity, there's a lack of equitable experiences, there's a lack of alignment, and there's a lot of bad that can happen. And I don't think that's a good idea for anyone. So if any leader is listening right now, you have to pay close attention to communication debt. You don't want to be in communication debt. And the fastest way to get in communication debt is if you know clearly from your people the amount of communication you need to provide to them based off of any given situation or scenario, and you decide to go the opposite way of that. Even though it may not be intentional or something that you're trying to do to spite them, it may just be happening and... and Maybe there are times you can't avoid it, but you definitely have to recognize and speak up and say, hey, I do realize that we're in a communication debt right now. There are things that I could have done to give more context. There's things that I could have done to communicate more clearly, more efficiently. There's things that I could have done to provide um, more situational context and variables and nuance that I know would have made you feel more comfortable. I apologize. Let's restructure this contract and let's get on the same page here. Because obviously, as a leader of this department, there are things and experiences that I'm feeling, that I'm noticing, that I'm witnessing that are causing us to have a communication debt. Right. So that's one factor. The second factor is factor of processing speed. Now, 
There are two types of people in this world when it comes to communication response time, information processing time. You have real-time processors. And I believe we actually broke this down in episode, I don't know, 598 or 647, one of those episodes. Um, you have real-time processors. I'm a real-time processor, right? This is actually a, a, a consistent issue sometimes in, in my relationship here at, and with my fiance, right? I'm a real-time processor. You could tell me... You could tell me right now that I'm about to be kicked out of my home, uh, my car is being repossessed, and my fiance is having a panic attack. All right now, at one time. It would probably take me, if I had the mental energy to, to experience it, which I typically do, it would probably take me, I don't know, 90 seconds to process it and be able to come up with an iteration 1.0 of a plan of execution to start to resolve and remove the anxiety from those individual situations. A gradual processor would need a couple days, a couple hours, a week. They would need to ask a series of questions, collect information, collect context. They, they would have to gradually build their head and wrap their head around it. Right. If a real time processor is negotiating or working with or trying to execute a task with a gradual processor, it can be frustrating. Right. There can be a lack of expectation set up front. A real time processor. Right. Someone that understands that things need to be accomplished in a certain time window from their own personal perspective. They're less likely to be patient with someone that has a gradual processor. They're less likely to be patient with someone that does not react the way that they would want them to react into the moment, right? And so I think when you're looking at this operationally within an organization and a team, you have to ask yourself, where are we at right now as a company? Like, I'll even talk about MindStand here, right? There are things that are happening within MindStand operationally, organizationally, where we need an entire unit of most likely real-time processors, right? There's only a few big bullet points within the macro structure of the organization that are some gradual processors that we probably need. And here's why. We need some real-time processors because when you're running a startup and you're growing and you're raising capital and you're going through different pivots and changes and moments, you need a team of, of people that can make decisions and process information quickly, efficiently, productively. And when you don't have that, when you have a team that's split between gradual processors and real-time processors, there's going to be clear misalignment. Now, the real-time processors are trying to get the gradual processors to get on the same team, and now you're finding yourselves in a really tough spot. And so I always recommend and I always push for real-time processors, gradual processors to recognize themselves. I always push for the C-suite executives and the directors of departments to really block out and understand where you are as an organization operationally. And to make sure that you have the real-time processors or gradual processors in the decision-making roles and in the right positions within the team based off of the strategic goals of the organization over the next 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, whatever it's going to be. And I think this is a thoughtful exercise and a thoughtful practice that too many companies are not doing and more companies need to do. Now, how does this cross-pollinate and blend into the DE&I world? Because when you have real-time processors trying to negotiate and work with and get things done with gradual processors, both parties are going to feel like they're misaligned. Both, par both parties are going to feel like there's a lack of inclusivity. Both parties are going to feel like they're not being heard, not being respected. Both parties are going to feel like their diversity of execution, their, their diversity of thought, 
their diversity of understanding and packing and wrapping their head around information are going to be on different pages, which is going to make them feel small, make them feel weak, make them feel not heard, make them feel not understood. And that's how you look at, you know, employee churn. That's how you look at overall productivity drop off and many other factors. So I think real time processing and gradual processing is something a lot of people need to think a lot about. And um, there's a lot of good that can come out of it. So just a few thoughts. Figured I'd share them with you all. Real-time processors, gradual processors, communication debt, they all make sense. They all have a role within organizations, and they typically blend in and, and bump heads with the uh, the DEI world at times, and figured I'd share some, some thoughts with you. So my name is AJ. I am the VP of Partnerships here at MindStand. I hope I was able to bring value. I hope I was able to share few very simple yet complex nuances to the communication world and how they blend into DEI. And um, hoping this was helpful. Thanks a lot.